This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Living in a beautiful country with picturesque rivers, lakes and coastlines, it's little wonder that boating and fishing are among Australia's favourite pastimes. However, with the fun comes responsibility and some essential rules and regulations for boating and fishing that have to be observed to keep everybody safe. Having a boat with an engine opens the door to an exciting variety of great activities and getting into boating isn't hard. Completing a training course for a boat driving licence provides the necessary knowledge and confidence to legally operate a vessel and helps prevent accidents on the waterways. Adam Smith from the Australian Boating College has shown many first-time boaters how to manoeuvre safely on the water. We're at Tarrant Point down on the Georges River in the Sutherland Shire, busy with people fishing from here in summer as well. Today on my group I had six and my other boat that's out there still has a group of eight on it, so we're getting into the busy time of year. Getting a boat licence in New South Wales is a two-step process. It begins with a few hours of practical training on the water. To learn all about safety equipment, you need to learn about safe operation of the vessel. You have to be able to demonstrate how to operate the boat safely. Everyone does a bit of uh, a bit of driving of the boat out there on the day. Uh, we teach everyone a bit of basic seamanship, anchoring the boat, beaching it, berthing it, mooring it. So coming alongside the wharf, all the stuff that always worries people. Adam Smith says boat licence requirements vary in each state and territory in Australia. So New South Wales has a theory and a practical requirement, Queensland has the same, Western Australia also has a theory and a practical, Victoria, South Australia and uh, Tasmania I think have a theory only training and assessment requirement, but I find that the practical stuff just makes everything easier to understand. And people from all parts of the world want to get into boating. A limited knowledge of English is not a barrier to obtaining a boating licence, says Adam Smith. If their English isn't that strong or their literacy skills aren't that strong, we can do an oral assessment with people. There's pathways available for people that if they need an interpreter, we just did a course where we had a a certified interpreter come along and the certified interpreter uh, did all of the translation in in the test for all of our students in that group. Most of the time, people um, will get them through one way or another, yeah. Among those wanting to get into boating is Tarek. His family comes from Lebanon. He wants to be confident about doing the right thing out on the water. It's coming towards summer, you know. I thought I might want to take a boat out sometime when it gets really hot. So I'll do it, you know, the right way. Just the rules on the water of driving a boat and uh, just all the safety rules and, and that's, that's about it, to be honest, how to drive. Masudi has also just returned from his first boating lesson on the water. He says it was a great experience. I just drove the boat for literally two minutes on high speed. Good rush, good, good feeling, you know what I mean? Masudi's family comes from Somalia. He says many of his relatives go fishing in boats, but he wants to ride a jet ski. Yeah, I never knew you need a licence actually to get a jet ski, so... And we, we realised that you need a licence, so here I am today. It takes a one-day course, so uh, just common sense piece, basically, and a few rules. Not much. Don't be scared. It's not, it's not scary. Marianne from Austria is the only woman in this group of boating hopefuls. We've recently bought a small boat and I needed to learn how to drive. <laughs> so that's my interest in it. Marianne says Australia has so many beautiful waterways. She's excited about being able to explore some of them in future. I'm only at the first part of the journey of my getting my licence. We've just done the practical section on the Georges River and that's been 
quite okay. Yeah, so he put us through a good test. We had to go at speed and do some figure eights and some slow work figure eights and practice man overboard. So it's been quite exciting so far. Now we're going to do the written test, which is the second part. There are small engine powered boats which can be operated without a boat license, as long as they do not exceed the speed of 18.5 kilometres per hour. But a good knowledge of on-water safety rules is still required, as Adam Smith explains. People might go and hire a boat from a little boat hire place, a little tinny with a little six horsepower motor on the back of it. You don't need a licence for that. But to go anywhere you want to have fun, you need to have a licence. So yes, you can drive a boat slowly without a licence, but you've still got to know what you need to know. So even without the licence, you've got an obligation to know what you need to know to keep yourself and everyone else safe out in the water. Many of the small tinnies on Australia's waterways are operated by fishing enthusiasts. While they need no boat licence, every adult needs a permit to fish, says Todd Young, one of Australia's leading providers of fishing tuition. Anybody over 18 needs a fishing licence. They can be purchased through the Department of Primary Industries website. And the weekend licence is around $7.50, I believe, about $12 for a month and 35 for a year, and I think $75 or $80 for three years. There are limits on the daily size of a catch and some locations are protected from fishing. Todd Young says it's important to be aware of local fishing regulations. Certain species of fish may have bags and size limits. If you have any undersized fish, they'll find you. If you have too many fish, they'll find you. So it's best to just keep what you need. Some fish obviously can't be eaten. Some fish are protected. Some fish are endangered. So it does pay to sort of look somebody up and have a fishing lesson with them to find out how to do it and where to do it. Australia's rugged ocean coast offers many platforms and ledges for anglers, but the risks can be high, according to Todd Young. Fishing off the rocks, you need to sort of be aware of the swell and the, the, the water conditions and the tide, the incoming or the outgoing tide, otherwise you, know, you could potentially get washed off the rocks. One of the most dangerous sports in the world, rock fishing. Fishing litter, such as hooks, weights and lines, cause injury and death to thousands of native wildlife every year. Todd Young says it is important to keep recreational fishing in Australia sustainable for future generations. I always teach my clients to leave the, the area that they're fishing the way they found it, so nice and tidy. There's a lot of time when I get to some of the locations where I teach where I actually clean up other people's mess before I even start my lesson and put it in a bag. Like I always carry a spare garbage bag in my tackle don't leave any rubbish around so people can next time enjoy the area. The feature on how to get boating and fishing licences in Australia was prepared by Wolfgang Müller. And for SBS, I'm Margarita Vasileva. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au radio.